This episode might be a little counterintuitive because we're going to question the real impact of common financial habits. This week on Strategic Planning with Mike Flanders. Welcome to the Strategic Planning Podcast with financial coach Mike Flanders. With more than 40 years of experience in the financial services industry, Mike knows the X's and O's that'll help you achieve your financial goals. It's time for the Strategic Planning Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome into the podcast. Mike and I back here for the second half of January into our podcast number two of the new year, although this is a podcast like 100 and something. Uh, but uh, the second one of the new year, it's actually 114 overall. And if you haven't subscribed to us, consider doing so. That way you can catch future episodes of the podcast as well as previous episodes. If you'd like to check those out, just visit Mike's page at spcinvesting.com. That's spcinvesting.com because this week we're going to talk about good money habits. Are they holding you back? And so you kind of go, wait, wait, what? <laughs> If it's a good money habit, why why is it why is it holding me back, right? So we're going to talk about this week. How you doing, my friend? You doing all right? Yeah, doing good. Uh listened to an interesting podcast from somebody else this morning. I've forgotten who it was now, but uh guy's been thinking about uh dividing something by zero and how that is huh? um Something we've always said, you know, you can't divide by zero because you divide something by zero. Yeah, there's, it's, it's zero. Zero. Yeah. But actually, he's kind of showing where maybe it's not. And I thought, hmm. oh, wow, this is really wild. Uh, yeah, so really. Uh, blowing my mind, I'm having to deal with that a little bit and think about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to let us know what you find out if it's uh, yeah. if it's yeah. something that, yeah, because I, yeah, I can't even wrap my head around it. You and I were talking, we're, we're on, uh, I'm, I'm in the midst of a diet for the new year, losing some weight, new, you know, new year, new you kind of thing, right? Uh, and my brain is too, um, sugar deprived at the moment to try to process the you can divide by zero. So I'll have yes. to I'll have to let you <laughs> fill me in on it later. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to take you over the edge. You might have to go eat some chocolate or something. There, something, but. yeah. But uh, yeah, I'd be curious to learn a little bit more about that. Maybe we'll have a conversation on that as well. But let's jump right. in. I've got I've got four or five things here, Mike. I want to talk about a couple of good money habits. Like I said, where where maybe maybe. They could, mm -hmm. you know, we could be, you know, stepping it wrong here. Right. Uh, so ignoring our account statements. Let's just start with that. Mm -hmm. It's the new year. Uh, you, you know, you probably got statements at the end of the year, or you're getting them here for various things or whatever, and you probably toss them in the drawer like most people. But uh, what's some good and bad here to think about? Right. Yeah. You know, I I do often tell people, you know, that that are a little more nervous about you know markets when they're going down that's usually when people are, are nervous about stuff right is to uh, you know don't don't fixate on don't don't be looking at this thing every day you know in terms of logging on to your account on your computer and looking at it uh, for sure but uh you know and then you know monthly statements come in and that that may be too often i used to have a custodian that sent them quarterly and that seemed to be pretty good but yeah you, you can you look at those and and um you open you it know, up and you're like oh no oh or, no yeah, it's right. down another thousand dollars or two thousand or twenty million or whatever <laughs> 20, you yeah, now say, 20 million i might be upset now you might be a little upset unless you're what's the guy's name with tesla unless you're um, elon yeah and you've got a hundred billion yeah yeah, right. Oh, yeah. 20 million, no big deal. Yeah. Uh, but at any rate, um, you know, you, you, you don't want to be doing that and looking at it for that reason. But it's not a bad idea to open it up and look at it to make sure, does everything appear to be in order? It, you know, it, it's it's not likely 
to happen, but it can, I guess, where somebody somehow gets into your account and pulls money out of your account. And you say, wait a minute, that's way too much for it to have dropped. I know the market's been going down, but that's just too much. And then you look at yeah, your transactions and there's a distribution that's been made. And you said, we I didn't, didn't do that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you want to jump on that and, and find out about it, make sure. And, and of course you might be like, me and say, oh, I forgot I did that. <laughs> you know, yeah, whatever. True. And, but and so, uh, yeah, it, check it out. Yeah. You know, that and kind of thing, and so. if you're thinking about how I how I kind of frame this topic, right? It's a good money habit to open your. Somebody would say, hey, I got my statement and I didn't just throw it in the drawer like I suggested a minute uh-huh. ago. Uh, I actually open up my statements every time they come in. And that's right. and while that is the good habit, to your point, the good side of this could be. Uh, using that in a negative way because you open it up, you see the account, the markets have you know been choppy or whatever, and you feel like you need to make a change when mm-hmm. maybe doing nothing is is really what's the prescription, right? Um, yeah, and, and just right. letting it ride a little bit. So exactly. that's kind of where we're framing that. It's a good habit to open them up and look at them. However, don't let it walk you into something because you see something immediately that makes you think I need to make a wholesale change. Uh, right. You know, you don't want to do right. that either. So at least not without proper planning, proper strategy. Yeah. And, and you want to make a call and talk to somebody about it and that yeah. sort of thing, your advisor, that sort of thing. But you know, the other thing is that uh, there, there are sometimes notices in some of these statements that you don't know what's going on when all of a sudden your account moves from TD Ameritrade to Schwab. You say, how did this happen? Or yeah. you didn't open the statements and look, but that, you know, Schwab bought TD yeah, Ameritrade. They, they moved it. It's sitting there, but you got to jump through a couple of hoops and get it working. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So okay. you want to, Kind of want to just be aware, open it up. You don't have to fixate and anything like that, but just make sure there's nothing that you need to be aware of exactly. and, and then file it, toss it, whatever. Okay. All right. Let's do uh, the second one here, uh, the next one. And what I'll do is I'll, I'll give the good scenario and then I'll let you give, uh, you know, why it might be bad. Well, it might not be good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So keeping a strict budget. All right. So some people love it, right? Some people hate, hear the B word and they run there, ah, you know, I don't want a budget, but some people like it. So the good point of keeping a budget, right, is it's good discipline, right, for your spending and your saving habits. And it can help you achieve whatever financial goals you are. What's the bad? What's the negative of maybe being a little too restrictive? Well, I would say, and this I think probably particularly shows up in a situation when you're a married couple, right? Mm-hmm. One person is more of a, as uh, Dave Ramsey likes to call him, a nerd uh, about this, the thing <laughs> they're keeping it all to the penny, you know, everything that's been spent. And uh, the other person is what he calls a free spirit and is more like, hey, it will all work out, you know, and we just kind of go along. You know, you, you got to come to some conclusion there as to how you're going to deal with this so that you're not driving each other crazy all the time with one either being over restrictive and the other being uh, no no restrictions at all. And uh, so if, if you are, though, tending to be overly restrictive in your budgeting, mm-hmm. keeping up with it to the penny and, being, you know, obsessing over it. That's going to add a lot of stress in your life, and you don't need to do that. Um, True. I'm not saying that it might keep you from missing out on an experience where you could have spent a whole ton of money and gone on this great vacation or cruise or something like that. But you know, it could lead to just well. But it could though. I mean, like I mean, 
cheap, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if you're too restrictive, right? And, I, and tr- true, that is a good point. A lot of times you could have that dynamic in a couple where one is like, you know, hey, I, I want to do some more things, right? I want to in- enjoy it a little bit. And the other one's going, yeah, I, I, I want to as well, but I'm too worried that we're not going to have enough when we're older, right? You know, or something right. along those lines. And that's usually the dynamic that we see often. So you got to be careful there because you could be missing out on some some cool life experience. So, so just sure. be careful, right? Have yeah, have I mean, a have a good hold on it or have a good understanding, I suppose, but don't have a stranglehold. Right, right. Um, and, and, you know, that people when they retire, too, and they stop receiving that regular paycheck, that can be a real battle. Uh, oh, you know, yeah. To, to free yourself up to, to feel, you know, you can spend some of this money that you've accumulated over your lifetime. You know, have a plan. Know what it uh, it, it takes to uh, live within the budget, but, uh, you know, have some flexibility built in, too. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like I said, you want to have a you want to have a good understanding and a good knowledge base, and you you know, and even a budget's not a bad idea. Uh, Even for those who are don't embrace the B word, um, it's not a bad idea to understand you know the ins and outs certainly. But then there's there's going too far, so just be careful. So that's why again, could be a good money habit, but it could also hold you back a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, All right, next one: paying off debt early, huh? <laughs> what? What? Uh, so, so the good habit is that you know certainly it reduces long term you know interest payments, which is good. Uh, can yeah. provide that nice mental boost for those that get bothered by having debt. You know, even when it's good debt, like you feel good, right? It's like, hey, guess what? I paid off the credit card, right? So you oh, feel yeah. good about that kind of thing. But what are some what are some of the negatives that that it could get you in a little? Uh, maybe it's hurting you. Yeah, you know, here's the big one right now because over the last several years, with interest rates having been so low on mortgages, home mortgages, right? Uh, you know, it's it's been, I mean, just like two and yeah. a half percent. Mine's three point two. Yeah, mine's on a three point two, and and I think right. I know where you're going with this. So it's like if if you're trying to pay off your house when it's three percent. And yeah. obviously, currently, people in the last two years have got a house that they've been paying maybe five, six, seven, eight, whatever they you know got. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Could you be making? Could you have that money, the extra money you're paying on the house to get it down paid faster? Could you be making maybe Make making more some more than three percent? Right? Then you yeah. have to think about the math, right? If so, if your mortgage is three percent, but you can invest. Let's just even go with a basic CD of the uh, a one year yeah. CD right now, right. right, Mike? If you can get a five percent CD on uh-huh. let's say ten thousand dollars. Or put that ten thousand dollars on your house. You're actually going to make money by using the CD right now. Yeah, exactly. And and you think about it, that's an arbitrage. That's what that's called. Okay. Uh, and, and so if your rate's three on your house mortgage and you can earn five, that's two percent. But actually, it's uh, you know two percent plus and then minus mm-hmm. uh, plus the tax savings if you can itemize the interest on your home mortgage. Okay. So it reduces the tax bill. Which many of us can't the other now, side but... of the coin is, and it depends on when that CD matures, uh-huh. if it's in a year, that you have the additional interest report as tax. So it's probably a wash, uh, but still, uh, you know, you, there's more dollars. Well, well and that was just my first example. What if you're investing in something else that is that is doing an 8% return or something oh, exactly. like that? Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, it, 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 the bigger the, the spread, the bigger the arbitrage, the better you are. And, uh, yeah, you know, like, for instance, I, I um, had a business vehicle I bought uh, back five years ago. Is that right? Okay. I think it was. And so, you know, we we're, were wanting to hold on to cash in the business. So we financed it, and I think it was 2.4 or something like that. And um, um, and then took the write off of the whole thing, you know, the taxes up front. So it, we got down to this year, and it was 
getting down to the end and I just like, I am tired of this little, this penny ante stuff. <laughs> and so it, it just paid it off early, but you know, it, it was not like tons and tons of money, but it was just like, get it out of my, my mind, get it out of my face. I don't want to deal with this payment each anymore. Yeah, even though I had yeah. an automatic payment each month, you know, it's just, it's there. You see it and you say, ah, nice to be gone. Yeah, and, true. Yep. But, and and but, that and that can be the case with the house or, or any debt, yeah. right? So yeah, sometimes you just you there's that low, yeah, there's right. that good feeling, but at the same time, if you mathematically can maybe make more money by doing something different, at least be open to it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. All right. Uh and then let's do one more. We'll wrap it up here with the emergency okay. fund. And this kind of fits into that kind of in a similar kind of category in a way. Uh maybe you're building it too much. Like, you know, I, I talk to advisors all across the country and often they's like, yeah, you know, had somebody come in and they had, you know, they're sitting on, you know, 70 grand or a hundred grand in the bank, yeah, you know, right. and, and while the good, it's a good habit where, where the good habit comes in is obviously that provides that good safety net for unforeseen, you know, expenses and circumstances uh, and can reduce financial stress. Some people just like, Hey, I want to see a certain amount in there so I can sleep good at night. However, mm-hmm. it's the same, whether the inflation rate is high or low, it's the same conversation. You're not outpacing inflation. That's the negative, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, you overfund it, and you, you got more than what you really need for emergencies. Then you know you're you're losing out on what that money could be doing for you to secure your future or secure your current income yeah, situation. Yeah, kind of like the debt conversation. You could put it to better exactly. better use potentially. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. No sense in having just excessive amounts sitting at low interest rate or no interest rate type situations and. And, uh, you know, get it deployed and, and make it work for you rather than you working for it all the time. Yeah, I mean, you've got that. You've heard the term lazy money, folks. You've got lazy money, right? It's kind of like your teenager at one point when it used to sit, <laughs> sit on your couch and it'd drive you nuts. Uh, yeah, Mike's, you Mike's family's been staying with him through the holidays and he enjoys it, but I'm sure he's also ready to have his house back. You know, <laughs> same kind of idea, uh, right? Right. There you go. There you go. And, and so when it comes to, you know, and to be honest too, like, Let's say you got a hundred thousand in a savings account. What's a hundred thousand dollar emergency? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, you think about it. If if your primary funds are invested in the, the stocks and bond markets and that sort of thing, and a well diversified account, yeah, and exchange traded funds or things like that, mutual funds, what have you, those can be liquidated in just a couple of days. So you have that money in that, your account. That's ready a great. To roll. That's a great point, Mike. What what is liquid in the modern era, right? Because at once right. upon a time, sure, getting access to some funds could be more challenging. But right. you know, it doesn't just have to be in the bank right now. Like you can walk in and walk out of the bank. Yes, the same five. You know, same five seconds. But mm-hmm. what's what's truly liquid in nowadays? Two two days, three days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just uh, exactly. That's it. It's it's no no more than that. So. Now, not that you would say, well, let's put all this emergency fund in the stock market then, because if it's down, you don't want it necessarily liquidate at that particular point. Sure, sure. So you want to have some of these funds. But like an emergency to where you have to access some money because you got to pay to, I don't know, replace a wall because somebody, you know, drove into it, you know, <laughs> right, <laughs> or whatever, you know, and whatever the insurance didn't cover and you've got to do the, you know, you've got to do mm-hmm. the deductible or something and you didn't have enough in your savings account. I mean, you, right. you can probably get that pretty quickly a number of ways nowadays. I can't think of any reason why you would need to walk in and walk out of the bank with, 
you know, $30,000 in the same instance, unless you were doing something very specific. Like, uh, I bought a, I bought a classic muscle car a couple of years ago and, and I had mm-hmm. to do a you know cashier's check, right. I had to do a, a specific mm-hmm. amount to the person. Mm-hmm. So that needed to be quick access, right. They weren't going to yeah. wait two or, but they could have waited. I could have just said, Hey, do you mind waiting two days? You yeah. Know? I got to, I got to liquidate some funds. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But they would have been sure if the car is still here, you know, they, they have that right <laughs> to sell it, you know? So, yeah, right. I mean, I don't know, unless, you know, unless you got somebody like somebody's been ransomed or something. I just, I don't know. They, they, they took your Hopefully dog. And, they took your dog right. and they want $10,000 or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, be careful of the emergency fund, right? I mean, it's great to right. have it. Just don't have so much that, that you're, you're, you're being late. You're having that lazy money. It's not working for you. So, yep. All right. Exactly. Well, good stuff, my friend. Anything else you can yes. think of? I think we're good for this week. All right. Well, those are some good money habits that, again, could hold you back if you aren't thinking about how to you know, use it properly or if you're maybe going a little too overboard on the good side. Uh, not that necessarily you know, being, you know, you don't want to necessarily be bad. Just simply saying, take a look and see if there's more efficient ways to do things. And if you need some help, that's why Mike's here. Reach out to him, 336-668-4338-336-668-4338 or find him online at spcinvesting.com. That's spcinvesting.com. My friend, thanks for hanging out with me. I always appreciate you. Yep, it's been a great time. Yes, sir. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. We'll be back with more strategic planning with Mike Landers. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.